This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Let's hit it! Give me a vacation! Vacation! Give me a wave! Surfing! Give me a city tour! The trolley! Give me animals! The zoo! Give me some sea life! <laughs> Give me museums! Park. Give me a woo! What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hello and welcome to Saver Production of iHeartRadio. I'm Annie Reese. And I'm Lauren Vogelbaum, and today we have an episode for you about Annis. Yes, um, and once again, I don't know much about this one. I feel like I'm lacking in a lot of the herbs and spices knowledge. Like, I think I've had most of them. <laughs> yeah. I just don't have a good idea of what they are. <laughs> yeah, well, and this this is this is one that you've probably had um, in combination with other stuff. You also um, are, are kind of new to, like, licorice-related mm-hmm. stuff, so... I feel like yes. there's a there's a licorice shaped hole in your in your knowledge base. And I'm not sure I want to fill it. <laughs> but I suppose that I should. <laughs> I didn't have a problem with licorice. It was okay. Um yeah, I did that was one thing I was pretty sure about was it had a strong flavor. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of listeners have written in about it and have had funny stories about the pronunciation and some mishaps that have happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah, this one was a new and then I got confused about like star anise and uh, there was like sure. another type of anise that I was trying to figure out are these all different names for the same thing or are they different things? They're different things. They're different, different things. things. Yeah. Yeah. Um you can related to that see uh I guess our episodes on absinthe and right uh fennel and mm-hmm. licorice. Um but uh I mean we can we can get straight to our question if you want to. Whoa, okay. Anis. What is it? 
Well, uh, anise is a type of herb grown mostly for its tiny, dry, very, like, sweet and strongly herbal-flavored fruits, which we call seeds, and confuse Ah. for a lot of other things that have similar flavors. Why do we do this? Why do we do this? I don't understand. <laughs> Humans. I mean, you know, there were just there were just millennia that we didn't have Netflix and we had to come up with ways to entertain ourselves. So I You know, I get it. I feel like there's a lot of times when you're explaining something to someone that's so obvious to you and you're like, well, the folder is actually called this. And it's because at one time I thought it was going to be this thing and then mm-hmm. it became this thing. And mm-hmm. so now, and people are looking at you like, and you didn't just fix this or no. update it? No, too much. No, fun. no. We've been doing this show for what, like four years? And our, mm-hmm. our, our related Google Drive folders are still called Eat Stuff because that was a very early name for the project. Yep. And we could change it. And we haven't. We have not. (laughs) Nope. So I guess I can't judge too much is what I'm saying. (laughs) Anyway, anise. Yes, um, uh, it is often the primary flavor in stuff like licorice and absinthe. Um, It tastes sort of warm and floral and, uh, and, and, yeah, like medicinal. Like, uh, okay, you know, you know, like how the skin of carrots is a little bit bitter? Mm Mm-hmm. But but then but then the but then the actual flesh is sweeter. Yeah. So anise is like if you took a whole carrot and squished it down into a tiny seed and gave it opinions. I'd have opinions if somebody squished me down into a tiny seed. I I bet you would. Yeah, yeah, I would. Thank you. I don't <laughs> know why I'm proud of that fact, but <laughs> I am. <laughs> uh, um, uh, okay, okay. Botanical name, uh, Pimpinella anisum, um, or anisum? I'm not sure. Yeah, a- anise is it's, it's a tender annual herb that will grow a foot or two high, like a, a third to two-thirds of a meter, that is, um, and flower with these little sprays of uh, white or yellow blossoms. Um, it looks a little bit like a, like cilantro or parsley um, or, uh, or Queen Anne's lace or, or like a carrot top. Uh, it is in the Apiaceae or carrot family. Um, it likes warm weather. Each flower will produce a small, fibrous, pod-like fruit, and that is what we call an aniseed. The seeds can be used whole or ground up, or you can um, extract the flavorful oils and use those in any number of ways. It's used in both sweet and savory dishes, um, all kinds of baked goods like uh, cookies and cakes and breads, from uh, pan de muertos to biscotti. Um, it's a common seasoning in sausages, especially Italian-type sausages. Um, it goes into marinades, and it's for fish dishes. It gives warmth to curries and soups, steeped into liquors like uh, pastis and absinthe. You can also use the leaves and stems as a fresh herb or a garnish in salads or whatever. And anise and similar tasting plants, and there are many, um, uh, tarragon, the aforementioned fennel, um, star anise, which, yes, is a different plant, um, they, they all contain this compound called anethol, which is what gives them that, that herbal, piquant, bitter flavor. Um, and it's also what makes liquors like pastis and absinthe go cloudy when you add water, because this is a type of oil that's highly soluble in alcohol, but way less soluble in water. So uh, so when you add water to these drinks, the anthol beads up and, um, and makes the drink look foggy. 
Yes. And I went down this rabbit hole, which I'd already gone down years ago because we had our video about absinthe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you pour absinthe in this kind of weird effect. And we're going to be talking a little bit about ouzo. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's another one. Right. Yes. And I was like, what's the ouzo effect? And I went on this whole thing because it's got a name like that. I got to know. And it's you, you do. What we already talked about. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't know it was called that. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, And uh, nutrition-wise, most of the time you're not probably eating enough to get a whole lot of a nutritive effect, but but this has been used medicinally forever um, for any number of things and is currently under investigation for possible antifungal, antimicrobial um, type properties along with everything else, but, but it's more research is necessary. The human body is complicated before ingesting a medicinal quantity of anything. Check with a doctor who isn't us. Oh, I love the different inflections you do every time. <laughs> it makes it exciting. Like we're saying the same thing, but slightly different tonally. <laughs> I'm just trying to keep it fresh. <laughs> just to keep it fresh. Yes, that's our goal here at Saber. It is. It is. It we just, we're just keeping it fresh. That is right. Um, Okay, so there aren't a lot of numbers that we could easily access when it comes to Annis. Uh, Yeah. We found exactly one. We did. um, And that was under, I was like, oh, I didn't look up any numbers. Heck. So uh, uh, my one number for Annis for y'all is that in 2018, the Culinary Academy of India attempted a Guinness World Record for the largest display of bread varieties. And anise-flavored bread was one of the 511 types that they baked up. I'm stuck on the word attempted. Um. <laughs> I didn't read a follow-up about how it went, um, but, I, <laughs> but I understand that they uh, assembled a team of like 100 pastry chefs and bakers uh, who were going to be working for like 48 hours to attempt this. Uh, but I but I didn't, I, I couldn't find a press release afterwards. So I don't know, anything could have happened. Bread bakers assemble indeed. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, if anyone knows how that went down. <laughs> yeah. Please, please let us know. Um, we do have some history for you. Goodness, we do. Um, but first, we've got a quick break for a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Let's hit it. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a wave. Surfing. Give me a city tour. The trolley. Give me animals. The zoo. Give me some sea life. <laughs> Give me museums. Balboa Park. Give me a woo. 
You're happy and you know it. San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit tomboyx.com to shop. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. back thank you sponsor yes thank you so historians think anise originated in the mediterranean and or the middle east and or southwest asia the date was difficult to pin down but i think old is a safe guess pretty old yeah yeah pretty old we'll say that's our scientific lingo we use around here <laughs> uh-huh some speculate it is one of the oldest fragrant seeds Adding more confusion to this whole thing is that historically the name anise has been applied to all kinds of things, from dill to fennel seeds. Uh, That's a problem we run into a lot. Mm -hmm. In any case, anise was used both medicinally and culinarily, often as a flavor to liqueurs and baked goods. The ancient Romans prized anise, so much so at one point it was acceptable to use to pay taxes. Yeah, a popular cake enjoyed at the end of ancient Roman feast was spiced with anise, and some think this is the basis of the cake at the end of a festivity tradition, and perhaps even the wedding cake. Mm. Which is cool. Yeah. <laughs> and our old pal Pliny uh, wrote about anise almost 2,000 years ago. Be it green or dried, it's wanted for all conserves and flavorings. Hmm. Medicinally, it was primarily used to promote digestion and diminish flatulence, although Pliny wrote that when mixed with other things, it could help with insomnia, even recommended hanging some over children's beds to keep away nightmares, hmm. that it would quench your thirst and make you sweat, combat ill effects from asp bites, and childbirth-induced insomnia as well. So all, all kinds of things. Um, oh, and of course, he wrote that it was an aphrodisiac, <laughs> of course. <laughs> Uh, many physicians wrote about it, uh, and it was also uh, recommended or used as a breath freshener, too. Anise was mentioned in a 1550 BCE document out of ancient Egypt as a treatment for dental and stomach diseases. It popped up in the Old Testament, quote, Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye pay tithe of mint and anise and cumin, and have omitted the weightier matters of the law, judgment, mercy, and faith. Huh. Yes. I I was having flashbacks to when I was a young child going to church and I'd have to read in front of people and I would be so nervous because no. it had all that old timey language in it and I would get tripped up. <laughs> I didn't want to look like a fool in front of the church members. <laughs> anyway, Anna's continued to be used medicinally during the Middle Ages for all kinds of things. Epilepsy in children, issues with the gallbladder, liver, and kidney, hiccups, which I had to go down because it was called hiccups. And then I was like, have I been saying it wrong this whole time? No, you have not. No. No, No, you're fine. Thank you, Lauren. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) 
Um, some people may believe the garlands that were made with anise and or eating anise seeds or leaves could protect from the evil eye. Um, evilness at large, perhaps. Monks might have started distilling ouzo in the 14th century, and that is a future episode. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. For sure. But uh, yes, ouzo made with anise, perhaps around that time. Um, and it was so valued, anise was so valued, King Edward I levied an import tax on it in 1305 to raise money to repair the London Bridge. Huh. Mm-hmm. In the late 1500s, John Gerard wrote about anise in his work Great Herbal, or Great Herbal. Um, the seed wasteth and consumeth wind and is good against belchings and upbraidings of the stomach, allayeth gripings of the belly, provoketh urine gently, maketh abundance of milk, and stirreth up bodily lust. It stayeth the lass, parentheses diarrhea, and also uh-huh. the white flux, parentheses leucorrhea, in women. And I, there's so many things in there that are terrible, but I love that sound funny, like gripings of the belly. Yeah. <laughs> Upbraidings of the stomach. We all know what he's talking about. We've been there. <laughs> Communicates the point pretty well, I'd it say. It does. Mm-hmm. According to some sources, early colonists in Virginia were required by law to plant six anise seeds. And I really wanted to, I thought that had to be something easier to confirm. It was hard to, it seems like, it's, it seems like a pretty good fact. But I couldn't like, find, I wanted to find the law and the reasoning behind it. Sure. And you wanted the, 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 the language? And yes. Yeah. And I wanted to read it here for you uh-huh. folks. <laughs> oh. I could not find that. But uh, that's fascinating in any case. Um, Medics during the Civil War believed that Annas had antiseptic qualities, so they might have used it in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, this is interesting. During the 1800s and even into the 1900s, steam trains in Britain sometimes used anise oil as a sort of alarm system. Mm-hmm. So if the engine reached levels of heat that would destroy pieces of the machinery, the anise oil, which was also reaching this heat, would give off a smell to alert the conductor. Huh. Yeah. Um, this method was employed when the Mallard set the record for fastest steam train, steam railway locomotive in England in 1938. It reached 125.88 miles per hour, about 202.58 kilometers per hour. Um, which wow. I find very interesting. The anise oil never went off, from what I remember. Uh, but yeah, oh. this was a lot of articles written about this one specific record. <laughs> no, no. And and that no, that's that's super fascinating. And and I mean, you know, like I I for for sure all of us are familiar with the like with the like, oh, something smells like it's about to catch fire. Yes. Like electronics smell. Oh yes. Oh, and that's yes. that's never my I, smelling anise would be a lot more of a pleasant way to come to the yes. realization that something terrible is about to happen. <laughs> but then you might have bad associations with anise. No, oh no. That's the flip side. That's the flip. As someone who frequently pushes the limits on my smoke detector, I <laughs> think um, <laughs> it would happen pretty quickly for me. But yeah, yeah. Yes, definitely. <laughs> um, in J.R.R. Tolkien's *The Hobbit*, which was first published in 1935, anise was one of the primary ingredients for Bilbo's seed cakes that he serves to Gandalf and the dwarves at the beginning of the story. Uh-huh. Um, and you can see our fictional foods episode. I can't remember if we talked about that in specific. I, I imagine we did, but um, 
This also I had a harder time confirming than I would have thought. Uh, <laughs> it seems like the consensus is yes, but I couldn't find, like, the quote where they say anus. But anyway, um, Florida anus is a dwarf species of anus, also called swamp hobbit. Huh. So it seems like at large <laughs> we have accepted that this is the case. And that this is a thing. Yes. Um, and I went down, I tried to learn more about swamp hobbit, and then there wasn't that much information other than what it is. And, like, this guy discovered it in Alabama and Pensacola in, like, the 1930s, I think. Okay. Um, I could be way off on that. But there wasn't that much information other than this is kind of a, like a botanical entry. This is what it looks like. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also want to put in here uh, uh, apologies if anyone has been distracted by the um, by the cat bell noises that have been happening mm-hmm. in the background. There, There is a gray cat. Uh, who is just making his presence known today. He's just like, hey, y'all. <laughs> He's just joining us. Oh, well, happy to be, happy to have you here. Happy to be here. <laughs> Swamp Hobbit would be a really great name for a cat. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. I have known so many cats for whom that would be a very appropriate name. Like, to be oh, yes. to be honest, I myself feel a little bit like a Swamp Hobbit, so. Yeah. Also a great name for Yoda. Oh, he's totally a swamp hobbit. <laughs> he even has like a little hut. Just like Small doors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. We're on to something here. Not a not a dank, musty, dirty hole, but uh but a but a Yoda hole, and that means comfort. Yeah. Yeah. I imagine it's still dank up in there. No, oh, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> it was less well appointed than than Bilbo's hobbit hole for yeah. sure. It's very humid on Dagobah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Well, who knows? Maybe <laughs> maybe Yoda enjoyed some anus. Actually, I am going on <laughs> Lauren knows. I kind of talked about it in the past episode, but I'm going on like a sad soup journey cuz I love soup. I also love sadness. Um and so I'm combining the the soup and the sadness to bring comfort. And I'm yeah. going on a Star Wars soup journey this weekend. Oh. Um, yeah. So I made, I'm going to make the root leaf stew that Yoda makes in Empire Strikes Back. Well, that's Also the Mandalorian delightful. stew. Yes. Yeah. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. Yeah. I can't remember it has Anna's in it, though. I'll let you know. I'll let you know. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Great. Definitely keep us updated. I will. Very important. Very important information. Um. But yes, alas, that is all we really have to say about Annis. There wasn't too much. It was hard to hard to track. Yeah, it's it's one of those things that there's kind of um it's kind of been so omnipresent that mm-hmm. I feel like there's just kind of it just wasn't written about a lot for a long yeah. time because it was just like, oh yeah, it's just this thing that everybody uses and we've got mm-hmm. it and boop. Yes. <laughs> no need to write it down. Everyone knows. Mhm. Mhm. It's obvious. And screwing us food podcasters over forever. <laughs> Thanks, history. Yeah. 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 But we do have some listener mail for you. That's right. Um, but first, we've got one more quick break for a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. 
So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Let's hit it. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a wave. Surfing. Give me a city tour. The trolley. Give me animals. The zoo. Give me some sea life. <laughs> Give me museums. Park. Give me a woo. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this, I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. And we're back with Listener no. 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 It's a small puppet. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing the like, this fog, and then the, I think it's a Minoc. From Dagobah. <laughs> I was definitely getting the Dagobah vibes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm finally getting okay at this. <laughs> it only took many years. <laughs> uh, I'm finally getting okay at this is a, a kind of bleak statement, my dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, it fits with the sad soup theme. <laughs> it does. It does. You're right. Yes, I'm just trying to stay on theme, that's all. (laughs) Um, Melanie wrote, I recently listened to the episode on Bundt Cakes and want to encourage you to try making one. If you use the baking spray with flour, the cake releases from the pan very easily. We make them frequently for fellowship time after church, and my kids and husband got me a new one for my birthday this summer. I wanted to make a patriotic one for July 4th, so I made a blueberry cake and decorated with blueberries and strawberries. I was a little worried because of the blueberries and blueberry jam in the cake, but it came out great. Oh. And Melanie sent a picture, and it looked lovely. It did. Oh, and it does. That sounds very nice and very refreshing. Right? Mm. Oh, mm-hmm. no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yes, Lord. <laughs> I think I really, I really do think that I need to bust out that, um, that like, like octopus-themed yes. pan and do something weird. Yeah. I oh yes, please. <laughs> That'd be a very good Dungeons and Dragons. I was about food. to say, and this would also be very um like like we've done a lot of seafaring type activities. There's a whole sea monster out there. Uh so yeah. this would this would be very thematically appropriate. That's true. That's true. Or our Cthulhu type monster that roams the seas. 
Yeah, she's mad. She's mad about a bunch of stuff. She is. She is. Soon you may find out why. Oh, no. Oh, dear. Oh, I'm worried. I Like Annie said, she likes sadness. And I'm kind of like, oh, heck, this is. It's great. Yes. It's, it's good storytelling. But sometimes I'm like, oh, no. Oh, this is going to go very poorly. Yeah, it's kind of a mishmash because I'm so excited about, like, how terrible things will go sometimes. Yeah, uh-huh, so I'm like, uh-huh. don't you understand? It's a tragedy. It's a- so, like, <laughs> my level of, like, voice and energy does not match, like, no. what's happening. <laughs> and furthermore, like, like, I'm right there with you. Like, I also enjoy sad things. But, like, I'm thinking about my poor character and she's very <laughs> sweet. Yes. Yeah, sometimes I feel guilty about that. <laughs> she will not understand. Like, she's yes. already mad at me. Oh, gosh. Yes. Well, mm. well. Something to look forward to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my half-orc paladin. She's <sighs> she's coming right along. She's going to be okay. She is. Mm-hmm. Jess wrote, my husband and I love Capriccio Sangria. It comes in different sizes, so you two should definitely try it before you decide that you don't care for the prepackaged stuff. It packs a punch, uh, isn't overly sweet, and has so much flavor. It's a flavor I love to savor. Points for puns. Yes. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Oh, good recommendation. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. Um, I'm going to keep an eye out. It's mm-hmm. one of those things like I don't even... It probably is at my local stores. I just never even look in that section. So Right, sure. Mm-hmm. But I'm excited to give it a go. I'm, and a lot of you have written in with your sangria recipes, which is Ooh. awesome. Yes. Okay. Yes, All right. Next D&D game is going to be lit. It's going to be great. <laughs> it's going to be wild. Which it's going to be. Oh, <laughs> I cannot wait because, uh, you know, a little foreboding for you, Lauren. The next one's going to be real weird. <laughs> like, oh. real weird. <laughs> Wait, hold on. In comparison to the other yes. ones, which were I think super it might be not the weirdest weird? thing I've done. <laughs> cool. So, <laughs> let's get some sangria and bunt cake up in there. <laughs> That'll make it way less weird, weirder. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? We'll have to see. <laughs> I look. I look forward to it. <laughs> yes. Yes. And we always look forward to messages from you listeners. Thanks to both of these listeners for writing to us. Yes. And if you would like to write to us, you can. Our email is hello at saverpod.com. We are also on social media. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at SaverPod. And we do hope to hear from you. Saver is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Thanks, as always, to our super producers, Dylan Fagan and Andrew Howard. Thanks to you for listening, and we hope that lots more good things are coming your way. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. 
Let's hit it. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a wave. Surfing. Give me a city tour. The trolley. Give me animals. The zoo. Give me some sea life. <laughs> Give me museums. Park. Give me a woo. What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at sandiego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender-inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit-tested for all-day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.